Ahoy hoy, you delightful little ragamuffins. I'm John Miller, and this is Everybody Trades. What is happening? On this Friday afternoon, I am feeling the holiday spirit. I'm quite chipper, so I hope you're in as good a mood as I am and this finds you well. Just a few days here before Christmas. And you know what? Speaking of Christmas, I've got some tangentially, a couple tangentially related topics for you today. You know what they say, peace on earth and goodwill toward men. Well, I have some thoughts about peace going forward and if we are in fact a peaceful species or not. But first, I want to talk a little bit about Christmas presents. Yes, I remember back in the day, I can remember at least once or twice when I think my mom and or my dad, I guess both of them collectively, right, allowed me to open a present early. Maybe not extremely early, maybe on Christmas Eve, something like that. Let's be honest, I was probably driving them completely insane, and they caved. But you know what I've been thinking lately? There's a lot of people who will who will occasionally let their kids open up some, if not all, of their Christmas presents a little early. And well, as we enter 2020 here, i got to be honest, I think that's something that we should put a stop to immediately. And here's why. You may think, oh, you're being, you're just being Scrooge's right now and too rigid. Well, maybe I am being a little rigid, but I'm certainly not being Scrooge's. No, Scrooge-ish. Let's try that again. Is that a real word? Well, I just invented it. But if I'm being Scrooge-ish, then what I'm trying to do is ruin your good Christmas cheer and time, aren't I? Well, as you heard earlier, I'm far from in that type of mood. No, I, in fact, want you to have more Christmas cheer. Because here's the thing, in our society, again, as we are about to enter 2020 here, unbelievably, everything is at our fingertips, from movies, music, food, everything. And this is something Corolla's talked about before, Adam Corolla on his show. He's talked about how back in the day you had to wait every single year for The Grinch Who Stole Christmas, for instance, or A Christmas Story, whatever your favorite movie might be. But today, now, well, if you've got an Amazon subscription, a Netflix subscription, whatever it might be, you can queue up that movie at literally any second. And oddly enough, I think that's lessened the experience a little bit. See, this is one reason why I love sports, is because it's on the calendar and you always have you can't you can't force it. You can't you can't pay extra money in your video game for instance to speed up the process. You can't DoorDash the start of college football season. You just can't do it. So it's always something that's out there. It's always something that if you're a huge college football fan, you're going, "Oh no, it's 9 more months until college football." Now on one hand, you might think, "Well, gee, wouldn't it be way better if we had way more college football if we just had college football all year round well no in fact that would ruin college football if it was all year round you'd have too much of it and it would no longer be special well unfortunately that's what's happened with a lot of our entertainment these days again the Grinch who stole Christmas that airing no longer as special as it used to be because again you can do it whenever you want it's like having college football 365 days a year. So what I'm saying is, is in fact, actually you'll be more satisfied 
if you make yourself, if you make your kids, most importantly, because that's what this is really about. It's about kids. We don't want to completely ruin this new generation of children by allowing them to get whatever they want, whenever they want, instantly. We're already pretty close, and the reality is, is they're going to get a lot of this stuff, way more stuff and faster than we ever did. And for the most part, that's okay, but let's balance it. Let's recognize that, yes, there are perils to this. There are downsides. So what I'm saying, long story short, make your kids wait until December 25th. Unless, unless of course, if you're celebrating with the in-laws, the people across the state, two days early, that sort of thing, fine and dandy. Open your presents then. Just no earlier than that. That's my point. And counterintuitively, I think your kids will be a lot happier for it. So that was my rant on opening Christmas presents early. But now I want to move to the peace part of this episode. Well, I ran into a person on Twitter a couple days ago. This guy's name is Benjamin Leader, or Letter, possibly. I don't know. L-E-D-R. So this Ben Leader guy, Ben Letter, whatever his name is, he got into an argument with Tom Woods, who is one of the more famous advocates of libertarianism out there. One of the more effective advocates, I would say. Well, basically this Ben Leader guy who is apparently running for president, so he says. I don't know. I'm seeing little evidence of that. But, well, he says... Talking about the non-aggression principle is what he's talking about. Well, I frankly prefer to call it the zero-aggression principle. And this is something I've learned from a person who, I'll be honest, his name escapes me, but he was a guest on a podcast a while back, and he made the point that when you say non, when you introduce a negative, for instance, any type of negative, people's understanding drops precipitously. So I've gone, I've, I've taken to the zero aggression principle because well who could be confused by that right how much aggression zero it's right there in the title so essentially ben leader says the zero aggression principle isn't real it doesn't exist in nature and has never existed in all of human history it's nothing more than a secularized religious ideology well i couldn't i saw that response and you know what i try not to get into things on twitter these days but I could not help myself, and I had to respond. So I said, simply ask this question. So murder is more natural than peace. Get better friends. That's what I said. And then Ben said, (laughs) peace has never existed in all of human history. We're not a peaceful species. Now, there's something I've heard a lot in my life. Certainly Ben Leader is not the first person who's ever thought of that concept, right? Well, we're not a peaceful species. And you know what? At first glance, you might think, he's right. He's totally right. And in fact, if you look at all the wars happening today, the thousands, thousands, yes, literally thousands of wars that have happened in just, in the before, in the, I'm sorry, in the AD period, since Christ's death, there have been thousands of wars. Forget about the thousands that happened before that. So on that level, you might think, yes, He's right. We're not peaceful and we're warlike. Except here's the problem with that. That is actually a total cop-out. Because here's the rest of my response to Ben Leader. I said literally every relationship I have is peaceful. I'm going to say that again. 
literally every relationship I have is peaceful. Even if I don't like the person, I never resort to violence. Maybe governments should try that sometimes. Seems to me our species can't handle political power. That's the issue. Now, you see what I'm getting at here, right? Think about America. Think about your state, your city, your community, wherever it is you happen to be. The, the, the odds are, I'm almost certain of this. If you're listening to this, almost everyone you interact with is peaceful. Now, if you've ever been mugged, violently mugged or something, okay, that is not, obviously that is not a peaceful relationship. I would argue that you didn't really have a relationship with that person, but still. The point is, is the people who are willing to commit violent crimes, for instance, upon other people, is an extremely small sliver of humanity. And in fact, the people who have gone to war, who've made the decisions, most importantly, the decision makers, the people in power, the authorities who have chosen to send troops to foreign lands to pillage and destroy them for all intents and purposes, well, that's a very small subsection subsection of humanity as well. We're talking about really, really small amounts of people who are willing to dispatch others to do their bidding and murder other peoples in mass numbers. So why is it that humanity in general, me, you, and all of us, all of our peaceful selves, why does that have to be hung around our necks? Again, the point is, is it seems like when people get in positions of political power, especially massive political power, think about the presidents, kings, country of countries, all that different stuff. Is there a one of them who hasn't been corrupted in some way by that power? Is there a one of them, especially think about U.S. presidents, is there a one of them in my lifetime that hasn't made some dreadfully terrible decision involving things overseas that costs a lot of people their lives? Spoiler alert, the answer is no. You can't think of one. And if you can't, well, come at me. I'll give you the examples. They're there, I promise you. They're not hard to find. Yes, every single one of them. So while, yes, it does appear, and in fact it is true, that humans on some part of the planet or another seem to be in a perpetual state of war. And yet, there's such a small sliver of people who are actually wanting to be a part of that, who are actually pushing it along, that it seems to me to be a total cop-out to just say, well, people aren't peaceful. Because most people are peaceful. So how do, we, how do we reconcile this? How do we reconcile that? What exactly is the problem? Again, it comes down to political power, which is simply this. It's the legal privilege for somebody to hurt, maim, or kill other human beings legally, without consequence. That's what political power really is, at least in the context of peace, right? Because if you think about what's happening in Yemen right now, for instance, we've brought back the biggest epidemic of cholera we've seen in I don't know how long, in decades, if not, if not a century or more. This is something, this is a disease that easily could be wiped out, and yet with our bombing, with our warfare, we've created hundreds of thousands of people who are now sick, dying, etc. 
Can any of them sue Donald Trump or Barack Obama for this? Because, yes, both of those, those of those presidents are culpable in this, so we'll throw them both in there. Is there any legal recourse that the people of Yemen can take? Well, no, of course not. And frankly, there's barely even any political consequences because I'm sure a lot of you are hearing this and saying, Yemen, what the heck's going on in Yemen? Exactly. That's my point. And if you, who wouldn't be corrupted by having the sort of power that the President of the United States does, right? If you had the nuclear football, if you had the world's biggest navy and army and all this stuff that you could just dispatch at the snap of your Thanos-like fingers, you know, who wouldn't be corrupted by that? It's unnatural. That's what it is. It's an unnatural amount of power. And frankly, we shouldn't trust anybody with it because human beings aren't good enough. We just aren't. We're pretty good. We're very good in a lot of ways. But it seems to me that anybody who seeks that sort of power is not the type of person you want to trust with it. And therefore, I don't think there is anybody you can trust with it. The people I would trust with it would have no interest in that sort of power. So how does any of this work? You tell me. Well, all I know is this show sure works, doesn't it? And thank you all so much for listening to Everybody Trades, this silly little venture that I do. Why do I do it? Because I love it. That's why, damn it. Obviously not a gigantic money-making venture for me. No ads, no subscriptions, nothing like that. But you know what it does? It puts a smile on my face every time I cop, hop on out of the studio and get a, get a show posted. So I hope it puts a smile on your face too. And you know what? I'm going to encourage all of you to be nothing but positive this holiday season. And for God's sakes, don't bring up impeachment or any other type of politics at the dinner table. That's the surefire way to have a bad time. So instead, have a good time and come back and join me next time when we do another episode of Everybody Trades. Everybody Trades.